Humboldt last week. Quick local stories online at HumboldtLastWeek.com, KimKemp.com, and on the radio on 99.1 KISS FM Mondays. Connect on social media for more local content and giveaways. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. If you're one of those checking in and interacting on social media, thank you so much for that as well. The Humboldt Last Week Instagram has been lots of fun. Of course, you can always reach me there and at host at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Also, much gratitude to our friends and episode partners. Please do show them some love if you've been enjoying Humboldt Last Week. That's Ferndale Music Company with shows at the Old Steeple. There's Hawaiian Slack Key Guitar and Ukulele Master Led Kapana, December 21st. Identical twin folk stars, the Brother Brothers, January 11th. My dues like their taxes. Are you For tickets to those shows, just head to FerndaleMusicCompany.com. And Cafe Nooner in Eureka, experience fresh good food cooked to order at Cafe Nooner in Old Town and Cafe Nooner 2 in Henderson Center, Eureka, utilizing fresh local ingredients wherever possible. Locally owned and operated by Lorena and Joe Filgus since 2011, check them out at CafeNooner.com. And Tuya's Escape to Tuya's in Victorian Ferndale for flights of Spanish wine, homemade Mexican food, and vibrant atmosphere. Rooted in food, art, and community, Tuya's is the perfect gathering place for friends, family, and date night. Follow Tuya's on Instagram and visit tuyasferndale.com to learn more. Bongo Boy Studio and McKinleyville local band The Carmonauts have been recording new music there. I'm a shelter from the shade. And when the sun begins to fade Out of all the local bands, they probably have the largest social media following. That's the Carmonauts. Look into where they've been recording locally at bongoboystudio.com. And let's jump in. This is Very Humble, a pot placeholder in a spot on the internet dedicated to interesting bookmarks people find. A post on Reddit reads, Found a weed leaf in a book at a used bookstore on a road trip through Humboldt. Sounds about right. Like, someone make a brand out of that. Hemp holders. HSU men's basketball quietly broke a record for most points in a game. 123. Damn, right? Uh, Last time they were even close to that was like 18 years ago. And it wasn't like a LeBron type game where one person scores all the points. Point scoring spread out among players. So hat tip to them for that. Well, you know, there's some real creeps out there. Older guy in his 70s given a 12 year sentence for downloading child porn at the library in Eureka. He's gone to prison for this stuff before he's going again. If he doesn't die before his release, probably in his 80s, he'll have 10 more years of supervision on top of that. Well, before Thanksgiving, long-haired HSU grad Alex Kappa joined NFL teammates to make available meals to hundreds of thousands of Florida families in need. Amazing. Then, Kappa's first game in action was a Bucks win against the 49ers, and he did all right. Go, Alex. So next month, Eureka is probably going to start the process of giving Indian Island back to the Weot tribe. Island's a place the Weot consider spiritual. They used to live there, and there's a brutal massacre there in the 1800s. Richie Rich Rob Arkley seems unable to stop the Weot from getting their island back. Follow that. Well, this one's just out there. A guy's missing, and his van was found down south on fire with bullet holes in it. Body in the van. Guy seen running from the scene with his legs on fire. Video of the flaming van and more from the scene at KimKemp.com. Ray Maluga, NFL free agent who used to play for Eureka, had his charges dropped after he agreed to anger management. Maybe you heard last year at a club in Miami, he allegedly grabbed an employee by the throat. 
Linebacker has nine seasons under his belt, and he now appears to have a clearer path to a team if the opportunity arises. There's a link to that on the Humboldt Last Week Facebook. Well, the TV documentary Murder Mountain will reportedly be available on Netflix December 28th. Six-episode true crime murder mystery surrounding the darker side of Humboldt's marijuana industry. Reading this at Variety.com. Murder Mountain on Netflix, reportedly December 28th. Changes on the Arcata Plaza are looking more likely. The state agreed with the judge to revoke the liquor licenses for sidelines and Toby and Jack's. Bars were investigated, leading to agents saying even ownership knew about or helped with drug sales there. Owner's lawyer told the journal they're appealing, but had to be a tough battle. The incredible mind behind SpongeBob, a Humboldt State graduate, died at 57. He was battling ALS. Humboldt will miss Stephen Hillenburg, his creativity, his imagination, his artistry, his generous contributions to HSU, his love for the ocean. I posted a link to a great piece from the Eureka Visitors Bureau following Stephen's footsteps here. That's up at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Well, the Humboldt Ice Rink is now open at the fairgrounds in Ferndale. You've got to bring your A-game, though. They're live streaming skating every day. Butt bruises for the amusement of viewers now. Uh, 12 bucks for adults. Indoor ice skating in Ferndale. It's going on until January 6th. Well, how about this bust near Honeydew? Over 16,000 pounds of mostly processed marijuana. Picks look like it was raining bud. Most workers on site with Eastern European passports. Lieutenant Fridley told Kim, I didn't think anyone was blowing it up like this anymore. More at KimKemp.com. Delayed crab season once again. Some crabbers are suing big oil. An association saying the impact of emissions and warming are messing things up for the pinchy little guys. More on that in the Times Standard. DJ Lawson's mom filed a lawsuit against Arcata officials saying officers botched investigating her son's death at a party last year. It's clear she doesn't like the way this was handled, and she's claiming emotional distress, among other counts. Jeopardy question. Alex asks, a large cannabis growing area, the Emerald Triangle, is a three-county region in this state. Laser gun hands. Humboldt raised superstar Sarah Bareilles played her new song Armor on Colbert. On the damn she was backed by an all-female band. Link to the performance at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Messed up, that woman who the sheriff's office learned was sexually assaulted. She got a ride from a stranger in Eureka, drove her to Fairhaven, did this, took off in a dark mid-size SUV. That's up at KimKemp.com. How about the Eureka guy allegedly busted in Wyoming pushing over seven pounds of weed down the highway with a dolly? They see me rolling, they hate <laughs> Rough, though, uh, since it's Wyoming, guys facing up to 15 years. The Savage Henry Comedy Club in Eureka now has beer. Not saying they weren't funny before, but somehow all those comics got a little bit funnier. Weird how that happens. <laughs> This meth bust, where these people were allegedly hiding some of their stuff in a Cheez-It box. Scratchy snacks, if you will. Uh, If it was heroin, though, it would be junk food. I digress, though. A baby was taken by CWS over this, so in all seriousness, it's pretty messed up. Glad philanthropist Betty Chin is okay. The famous homelessness savior had her truck totaled by someone who ran a stop sign in Eureka. 
People are donating to help her. Link up at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Some things to check out this week. Thursday night, Zepparella at Humbrews in Arcata. All-female Zeppelin tribute. And then Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, a Christmas story playing at the Ferndale Repertory Theater. Might check that out. In Arcata over the summer, it was the Oyster Fest arrest that went viral. Tempers flaring, hair pulling, hair cutting, a tussle between a young woman and a cop caught on video. And attorney William Panzer is repping the young woman arrested in this case. Thanks for your time. You're very welcome. How are you doing today? Good. So your client, Samantha Luna, 20 years old uh, at the time, is a passenger in a car with friends. Her friend sticks her head out the sunroof, right? And I mean, off the bat, I've got to say, Samantha has it rough, you know, just being in this car with her friend poking her head out of the roof. Obviously, you know, it breaks the seatbelt law. It's not the safest thing in the world. On the other hand, it's a very common thing that people do during festivals. But yeah, I mean, the officers certainly, you know, were in their rights to pull the car over and deal with the uh, young woman putting her head out the window. Right, yeah, when your friend's acting like a Vegas diva, it's not the best intro to a talk with cops. But uh, according to them, you know, they did light up uh, a sober driver. So, I mean, they have that going for them in the car. And yeah, a lot of us have seen the videos. You know, Samantha was asking for more information about her friend's arrest for underage drinking. How would you describe her interaction with officers? Well, I mean, she's asking questions about, uh, obviously, about how to bail her friend out. Um, we don't have the entire interaction on, on a recording. Um, it looks like there may be a police officer recording of the entire interaction, but that has not been produced to the defense as of this date. She's asking questions. They're not, not unreasonable questions. Everybody can have their own opinion. She doesn't appear drunk to me. She's not slurring her words. Uh, she's not mumbling. She's coherent. And, you know, you've seen the tape. You know what it looks like. It's hard to tell sometimes because people act in different ways, you know. So I, I would have no idea whether she was drinking or not by watching what I saw in the video. I didn't make any comments about whether she's drinking or not. We all know what slurred speech from drunk people sounds like. In my opinion, I didn't hear any of that from her on that um, video. Well, in this interaction, it's getting heated between Samantha and then uh, Janelle Jackson, the officer. She's saying she's being rude. Is that what Samantha said? First, uh, yeah, it's uh, they each call, say the other one is being rude. But, you know, we have here a professional police officer and a 20-year-old girl at a party. And I would think that society would expect one of them to be able to control her emotions a heck of a lot more than the other one. One of them is being paid to control her emotions. You know, she's walking around with a gun on her hip and a taser on her hip, and that person should be able to control their emotions. And I think should be held to a higher standard of controlling their emotions than a 20-year-old being rousted by the police. Samantha's asked for her name. And what does she say first, Samantha Luna? We do not see in the video when she is initially asked for the name. We see it after she's apparently given the name. She gave her name as Samantha Luna. She gave her uh, correct date of birth. She gave her driver's license number. Her full name is Samantha Carolina Alonzo Luna. No hyphens, four separate names. On a California driver's license, there is no place for middle name. So everything is shoved either in the first name or last name. So how does it appear on her ID? On her, on hers, it's, it's, it's four separate names. Samantha, Carolina, Alonzo, Luna. Samantha, Carolina on the first line. Alonzo and Luna on the second line. 
So when she's asked, you know, she provides her birthday and just Samantha Luna, how's the law written? Is there something in there that says, you know, say your middle name whenever you're identifying yourself? Nope. Not only that, in California, you can change your name legally just by using another name. You don't even have to go to court to do it. As long as you're consistent with it and it's not being done for purposes of fraud or to evade, uh, you know, collections or anything like that, if you decide that you want to call yourself Joe Batman, you can start calling yourself Joe Batman. As long as you do it consistently, that can become your legal name. No requirement in California law that you have to give your middle name to the police. See, this name thing, I'm having a tough time with it because, it, I mean, she said Samantha Luna. She provided her birthday. I could see if she said uh, her name was Bob, for instance, if she was trying to say a different name to give false ID. I'd, I'd see that's false ID. I told you my name was Bill Panzer. I didn't tell you my middle name. Am I committing a fraud on you? I'd be able to Google Bill Panzer, and I'd probably be able to find you. Ah, you'd probably find my middle initial. There you go. <laughs> if you give the police Samantha Luna and a driver's license number and a date of birth, they can discover what the full name is. By avoiding giving the middle name, it's not going to hide who you are. Not to mention, under California law, it's not even illegal to give the police a false name. It's only illegal to do it if you're doing it with the intent of evading... Uh, let's say you're on probation, a probation violation, there's a warrant out for you, something like that. And you have to be evading something and deliberately trying to not have them know who you are for a particular reason. But just given your false name, if she had just said to the police, my name is Jerry Garcia, that would not have been a crime. I definitely see you know, where you're going with this one, but there are other charges on there. Was Samantha drinking? I don't know. Um, she doesn't appear to be drinking in the video. To, to my, you know, I've been around for 63 years and I've seen lots of drunk people. And she doesn't look like a drunk person. Um, from the discovery that I have so far, the police conducted no uh, sobriety tests on her, uh, no blood tests, no urine tests, no breath tests. Uh, it really appears that the whole drunken public and her drinking uh, issue came up after the fact, after the arrest had already happened. Also, under the drunk in, in public statute, you're not guilty if you're drunk in a public place. You have to be so drunk that you prevent an imminent danger to yourself or others, or you have to be blocking a public thoroughfare, like passed out on the sidewalk. So just being under the influence of alcohol in a public place is not illegal. But we can both agree, right, that underage drinking in general is a problem. Well, there's lots of problems, but it has nothing to do with this case. Because, I mean, I had a few run-ins with underage drinking myself a decade ago when I was underage. You know, I look back and I say, well, I could have been more responsible. Now, that may be the case, but again, we don't take 20-year-olds and go, you're not acting as responsible as you could be, so you're going to jail. Acting not responsibly is not yet a crime in this state or this country. Is it illegal to, say, waste a police officer's time? I'm aware of no statute that says it is a crime to waste a police officer's time. Samantha's dragged out of this car. This officer alleges false ID, and they grab each other's hair. Samantha's not letting this officer's hair go. Uh, hair had to be cut off. No, that did not happen. The hair was not cut off. No. During the, the, at one point during the video, you can hear the officer saying, cut my hair, cut my hair. The hair was not cut. There was Both hairs were being pulled. There's also a point in the video where an officer has Samantha face down on the ground, crushing her head between his legs, and then he grabs her ponytail, releases it on the legs, pulls her head up by the ponytail, and says something to the effect of, so how do you like having your hair pulled? 
Whenever Samantha loses her grip, she just lets go. It's not hair that's cut off. No, no, nothing was cut off. Uh, several other officers involved, and I believe that they, if you look carefully, that they pried her hands off. Did Samantha have to hold on to the hair that long, though? I don't know what she had to do. I know that a police officer is not allowed to use excessive force in executing an arrest, and when a police officer uses excessive force, a uh, suspect is allowed to reasonably resist the use of excessive force, and I think that's what happened here. Some comments I saw. Did Samantha take a swing at the officer? Not that I saw. Uh, there is something in the police report that they claim that she did, but um, I didn't see anything like that on the video. Again, if we had the officer's video that, we, that was not given to us, it would have the entire incident on it, and then we could see what happened. You don't think this officer who got into words and then a tussle with Samantha's racist, do you? I don't know. I've never met her. I haven't spoken to her. Um, certainly, uh, she acted like she's never heard of, of uh, the Latino custom of using both names and taking one parent's name as a middle name, one as a last name. Sometimes it's hyphenated. Uh, it's different than the usual, you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant naming um, I don't know if she's racist or not. I do think that she uh, behaved inappropriately. I think that she escalated the situation far more than it should have been. There was no reason for it to turn into a violent situation like that. And I know that after looking at a couple of reports, that it appears that the officer's reports do not match up with what's in that video. I'm seeing ego as more of an issue with both of them in this case and not race. Could you agree with that, that it seemed like egos were flaring? Certainly that, that may be the case, but again, what do we have? We have a professional police officer walking around with a gun and a taser and handcuffs on her belt and a 20-year-old at a street party. You, know, you would expect one of them to be the adult in that situation, one of them to behave reasonably, unemotionally, and logically and rationally, and that's not what happened here. Well, Samantha's facing, what, uh, seven charges, and you, you touched on them, false ID, public intoxication, battery on an officer, resisting arrest. What would it take for you to sort of resolve this case today? DA calls up and says, we dismissed the case. Sorry. Are you looking for money? No, right now, I'm, it, there is no civil case at this point. There is a mm -hmm. criminal prosecution. She's being prosecuted criminally. They're trying to put her in prison or well, in jail. And so first we'll beat criminal charges, and then we'll talk about a civil suit. December 11th is the next hearing. What do you expect will happen then? Well, that's just a pretrial hearing. At this point, um, there's going to be motion work done. Uh, we're going to be filing several motions and seeking discovery. I imagine that we're going to have to have a fight about getting the rest of the video from the officer. I suspect they're going to claim that, oh, his camera malfunctioned or only started working in the middle of the thing or something like that, because I can't imagine why I didn't get that video up front. And the only, the only thing that I can come up with is they don't like what's on that video, so they're suppressing it. Do you agree, all this drama aside, you know, the officers in question here, they were headed to work with the intent to keep people safe? I would hope so. I mean, again, I've never met these officers. I didn't talk to them about what they're doing. I, that's what they're supposed to be doing. But then again, I look at the video and I see what Ms. Jackson is doing, and she's not doing what she's supposed to be doing. And what's really um, surprises me is in her police report, she brags about how she's had 300 hours of de-escalation training, and she was employing her de-escalation techniques in this situation. Well, she won a community policing award last year. 
Well, maybe she did, but I think anyone, that, any experienced officer will take a look at what she did and say that's exactly what you shouldn't do to de-escalate a situation. You don't get all emotional. You don't just open a door and grab somebody. That's not how you de-escalate. It's a very interesting case to follow. December 11th is the next pretrial hearing. We'll definitely keep our eye out in the news for what happens. Is there anything else that you want to mention, Bill? No, that's it. Okay, good day. Hey, thank you so much for your time. Really do appreciate you talking. Okay, you're welcome. All right, have a good one. All right, you too. Bye. Well, I did reach out to HSU cops, and I knew they probably could not talk about this case due to ongoing court proceedings, but I did ask HSU Police Chief Don Peterson what his officer's primary focuses are when de-escalating similar subjects. I'll update the post at HumboldtLastWeek.com if he responds. Be interested to see that. You can head over to HumboldtLastWeek.com to listen, connect, and find new music right now on the playlist over there. What do we got? Sam Fender, Too Many Zoos, and Weezer. How am I supposed to change it if I can't New music right there from Sam Fender, Too Many Zoos, and Weezer. Check out the full playlist at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Just click on new music. Hey, again, real quick, I do want to say if you've been enjoying Humboldt Last Week, please do support our episode partners, Ferndale Music Company, Cafe Nooner in Eureka, Tuya's Mexican Food in Ferndale, and Bongo Boy Studio in McKinleyville. Hey, my name is Miles. I love Humboldt. Thank you so much to Kim Kemp and Redheaded Black Belt for supporting the show as well as 99.1 KISS FM on Mondays. Hey, please do get in touch if you want to talk about the show. Thank you for listening. Please be safe out there and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Humboldt last week.